0: Hello and welcome to the Keen on Things podcast. I'm your host Patrick Keen with the best thirty minutes of sleep in show business. Um, brought to you by ScriptPipeline.com, the company that gets your script seen by the right people, but also takes a look at it themselves and gets you the best notes from industry professionals, both artistically and strategically. Isn't that nice? Look at your notes. Give you good, good feedback on story, characters, arc, plot lines. Uh, and then also tell you what kind of place it can uh, hold, or or what kind of possibilities exist uh, within the climate. Which is nothing. Write a great script. It doesn't matter. Don't worry about all the other horse shit. It doesn't need to be. Not every script needs to be written for Kevin Hart, um, right? You unoriginal business, you. Uh, so many, so many remakes. Right, shows, what TV show? I saw some TV show coming back, and it's like, are you serious? Uh, Night Court. And Dan Larouquette's in there as like a peripheral character. And it's just so embarrassing. It's like, great, a watered-down 30 to 40-year-later rendition of this show. It's just pathetic. Great job. And, and why does anybody have a job that greenlights that? Just lay that person off. Why, why are there executives at Comedy Central if it's going to be South Park reruns? you know, office reruns. Why do you need that staff? Just call It's, it's, it's embarrassing. Okay. Um, I did the princess Caribbean this last weekend. So that was the super bowls, Miami to Jamaica, to Columbia, and then to LA. Uh, it was a 50 year marriage minimum. If you wanted to be in the audience, you had to be married 50 years. Uh, I was stressing. I don't know why about whether they'd have the super bowl. Um, Cause I missed all the college football playoff games Which was good since both OSU and Michigan absolutely blew it. And I would have lost it if I watched both those games. I would have lost it. So that was a good thing. Where was I? Was I around New Year's? Oh, Cunard. English line. Yeah, there's no way. It was St. Martin's to Brooklyn. Yeah, they didn't have the college championship games. Uh, They had some soccer games, which was good. So Cunard is an English line. And I would have lost it because both those teams. A title game national title, between those two would have been enormous. It's never happened, Ohio State Michigan. That opportunity won't happen again, I don't think. Um, I don't think Michigan could have taken Georgia. Not only am I doing a football podcast right now, it's college football, and it's from a month ago. So I don't think Michigan could have taken Georgia last month, but OSU had Georgia right where they wanted them, and they missed the last-second field goal. They just need to get a little bit closer. I never trust Less. I want to make it so easy for the kicker. And some of these guys like, oh, yeah, just go out and nail the 45. There's so much going on. I like 30 yards and in, which means you have to be on the 15-yard line and closer. Uh, and then Michigan, I saw the, some of the highlights from that game. They got no points off three red zone visits. One was an opening drive, and then they threw two pick sixes. You don't score on that opening drive at all. You come away with no points. That's rough because you drive all the way down the field, you dictate pace, and then you come away with no points. Um, And then they threw two pick sixes. So that's basically, what, three scores, let's say 17 points, and then two pick sixes, another two touchdowns, you know, 31 points at least. Um, They should have beaten TCU by 10. I think they lost by 10. And TCU played their hearts out against Michigan. Great. But they were spent outmatched for one of the worst title games of all time against Georgia. Sometimes it's better if some of these teams just don't. You know, like I think of the Patriots in 85 when they beat, they upset the Miami Dolphins. They went into Miami and beat them. I was like, oh, great. Now they go play the Bears and we'll get the shit kicked out of them, which they did. Uh, and you're just like, oh, man, <sighs> at least put up a better performance um, than that. It happens a lot, right? It, it, they play their hearts out in a conference championship game in a lot of these sports, and then they go play. The real big dog, and it would have been better if they lost. And the other team, anyway. okay. So I asked one of my audiences if they had a dog in the fight for the Super Bowl, and a ton of people responded last week. We had a lot of KC and a lot of Philly. Uh, I was going for KC. Andy Reid is a coach who should have multiple titles. KC knows how hard it is to get there. Uh, that was there. Was that that group's third time there? Yeah, because they've won one, lost one, and they've been to countless. Uh, Conference championships and come away with nada. Um five straight AFC title games held in KC. That's a record. Five straight conference games they held. There. (coughs) Sorry. They know they should have had a second title last year. It was on a it was on a kind of on a plate for them. Um, but they blew it against they were up huge against Cincinnati. They blew it, and then Cincinnati went and lost to the Rams. I think KC would have beaten the Rams last year. Anyway. Uh, Casey had a tough, couple tough games to get to the, conf- to get to the Super Bowl. Philly hadn't really been tested in their two playoff games, but played their hearts out, and Casey figured out a, w- out a way in the second half to neutralize a young Jalen Hurts, kind of. Um, but Jalen has played in plenty of big games. A few Final Fours at two different schools. Won a title, uh then was losing in another title game, was subbed in for, they won, then was in another Final Four for Oklahoma, and they got beat by Clemson. Um, So in the years that he played, he was always in the Final Four, I think. Philly got a great defense, though, okay. Um, But they had to face that Andy Reid offense. He's an offensive genius, Andy Reid. I I don't, he and Norv Turner, I mean, Andy Reid being a head coach winning Super Bowls, Does that make him? He might be the best offensive coordinator of all time. Recency bias, perhaps. Uh, I got to say, KC has amazing fans. Pretty class act. I mean, you're always going to have dirt bags, no matter what market uh, it is. Um, You know, I grew up Notre Dame fan, but there were snotty, snotty little bastards once when I was trying to scalp a ticket at USC from Notre Dame, snotty white, pompous creeps, and I was like, wow, I don't even know if I'm going to root for them now. Um, But fortunately, some thug from USC got in my face, and I'm like, eh, okay, why don't you guys all just kill each other and we'll be fine. Um, So yeah, a lot of these places, every place has its rotten fans, right? Uh, Philly has plenty. But uh, Casey, I I always like kind of their fan base. I landed at the Miami airport after this trip last week, and I was thinking it was like wow, there's a lot of white people here and you know, you've been in Jamaica or Columbia when you land in, in Miami airport and you think it's white. I was like, Oh, and then I looked at myself and I'm like, Oh, what am I talking? About? But uh, yeah, Jamaica three times. I got to reach out and find out what's there to see uh, Montego Bay, I guess, and maybe go downtown. Cause I've gone now and been ripped off three times and I, I kind of want to push things to the point. Some of these, places you go, I want to push it to the point where I get ripped off so I know how far I could have gone. It's kind of like my economics teacher in college, Eugene Franks, um, who studied under Milton Friedman at the University of Chicago a thousand years ago. I don't even know if Mr. Franks is alive. Really funny, goofy, economic guy. Um, (coughs) But he used to, he wanted to get caught, when he did his taxes, he's like, I want to get caught every third year. I want to cut my taxes. <laughs> so I'm like, isn't that like a pain in the ass? I mean, doesn't that raise flags and the IRS is on you every year? But he was like, no, I want to get caught every third year because <laughs> um, I want to cut it so tight. So when I travel, sometimes I don't mind getting ripped off. If I learn and I'm like, okay, cool, I pushed it this far. I didn't push that. I got I to gotta, I gotta do an outreach next time I go to Jamaica. I just need help. Finding what beach to go to, what's the best? Is there an inside guide? Does anyone have a hookup? In, so, yeah, that's that's what went down in Jamaica. Uh, you really want to be at a hotel. The, the nice private beaches are fantastic. It's just you go off. I mean, this was my third time going off the grid there, and you just, uh, it's just constant harassment. And not bad. I mean, it's people trying to survive and trying to get a buck. And you're like, man, I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, I'm here on the planet. And I've got my wallet in my pocket and I'm just walking and I'm just walking. I'm not hungry. I don't want any jewelry. I don't want any weed. I don't want any clothes. I'm just walking. I don't want to waste your time. Because a lot of times they'll walk with you for 10 minutes and it's like, you know, they expect, hey man, I walked with you. I was giving you information. Give me something. And you've got to shake them. And it's like, you know, and you're this nice Midwesterner that was like, oh, I thought he was just being nice. Well, we don't have any money. And then like shit go down. Um So, unfortunately, you have to kind of be cold. She's a cold-hearted snake Look into her eye. Uh Uh-oh, she's been telling. Is that possible? I had a last-minute gig at the Irvine Improv this weekend. Two shows, one Friday, one Saturday. Um, I was emceeing, so I didn't tell anyone about them, nor did I have time to tell. I got it so late Friday night. You know, I just kicked off the show 12 minutes each night and opened for Brooks Whelan. Uh, comic. He was on SNL for a couple of years and lives up in LA. Um, it's so weird. I have read it in here. It's so weird when I have to tell people about cruise ships, two shows, two different shows. Oh, because people are like, what's your schedule? And I'm always like, well, it's two shows. And they're like, oh, two different shows Four total, like what it is. Usually it's four total performances, but two different shows. So it's one show, one night twice. And then another show, another night twice. Uh, i almost should have cards that say that so i can just give them to people because that's what you're asked the most common um so you perform two nights in a week yes or one night in four days which i've been doing more and more of these ships and my booker smart have just said let's do them four days and he gets to do one show twice and then we're getting him out of there which is fine for me i'll take that i don't have more material than i'm comfortable with um You know, I don't, even like when they're like, can you do another 15 or 20? It's like, yeah, I guess I could. Um, if it's a variety show, but a lot of times these other acts are like, I don't want an additional show with the comic or an additional show at all. So that's great for me because then there's just no show. Um, but I really do prefer the one show. I just don't have two clean 45 minute sets. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm fighting for my life up there as it is. Although, um, Francis DiLorenzo, Lorenzo, who's legend a uh, legend and a uh, very established veteran. She's just she's like, you gotta she's like it'll get easier A and B, don't be afraid to push it a little bit. you can get you can, don't tiptoe with these people. And I think I'm tiptoeing too much in every facet of my life. I was telling my buddy Steve this yesterday. Um, whether it's comedy, whether it's, uh, you know, Personal relationships, relationships with women, um, you know, life, the gym, working out, your diet—like, don't tiptoe so much. Give it to him. Give it to him, Jim. Uh, but anyway, I'm not going to try. I'm not going to knock myself out trying to squeeze out another G-rated 45 minutes. Right? This is what you get, agent. Ship Booker, book me where you can, and we'll go from there. And I'll figure it out. I'll eventually bleed into a second 45-minute set of clean stuff that'll just be, just be cruise ship stuff. And in two to three to five years, if I'm still doing this, then, then we'll have that. And you'll have your two 45 minutes, and then I'll have another half hour of dirty if a, if a ship ever wants to be like, hey, here, do a, do a filthy half hour, which for me, it still wouldn't be that filthy. Um, don't worry. Don't, oh, I told my guy, I'm like, don't worry if the calendar isn't completely uh, filled. I'm all, a gig a month, two gigs a month, we're good. Um, you know, because I would still like doing the clubs. I still like being home. I live in frickin' South Orange County. I live in Southern California last 22 years. I don't mind being here, you know? I walked both days this week. Uh, but everybody always wants you to do something else or something more. You know, it's like that Mitch Hedberg joke. Oh, you're a comic? You should be a really great actor. <coughs> Excuse me, or whatever. It's like, just, this is what it is, you know? uh whatever it's people trying to a lot of times in orange county they they want three more three what's the next stage they're thinking three stages ahead and it's like slow down i, I you know when they're giving you advice on marketing it's like you're you're this is advice that would help uh somebody who makes a billion dollars all right you know i'd be lucky to clear 75 grand in a year so where's the strategy there even our economics little Thing we do at, at the high school I work at, you know, he's talking to sophomores, juniors. he's talking to high school students, but I, I don't know how applicable he's making the message. And he is good, but I just feel like there should be some some brokerage in there, uh, kind of a a middleman to break it down, make it more applicable in their everyday lives, um, and not just you know, not just for the person who makes a billion dollars or whatever uh stand-up comedy cruise ship Oh, okay cruise ship gigs trying to deal with an audience that has every demographic age range and i'm not kidding teens till their 90s okay so your teen grandkids parents grandparents possibly great-grandparents teens i've written here 20 to 90 it's 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 plus 90 we have 90 somethings on there and then we have teens so you're trying to range 75 years Uh, i'm not kidding. You know. (coughs) God. And it's not, you know, some war veteran like that like Don Rickles or Phyllis Stiller, you know, or Joan Rivers or Mort Saul. It's candy asses that have never been to a comedy club. So it's not like you can be that edgy like Johnny used to have them. You know, Johnny had America's Trust and it's like we trust you, whoever you have on will we'll take we'll take it. But now it's like we're such candy asses. Um some old-timer told me on the ship, oh, this is interesting, they, they saw Johnny Carson live, perform live. I don't know if it was a dinner or an event live, probably just 10 minutes in his heyday. Why would he go do stand-up? But he probably was on the mic somewhere for 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. I can't imagine he would do more than 20. And they said he was crass, and it wasn't that good. Uh, and, and this isn't the first time I've heard this about Johnny or many other legends from that era, but live is totally different. You know, all these people that loved his show and watch from the comfort of their own home, their couch, their bed. Droom, uh, they loved to show the playful guests, maybe wouldn't have loved their live performances. That's how hard it is, right? That's how hard it is. Those were the most famous celebrities in the world, and they were getting tough reviews. Uh, I, you know, I remember as a kid watching sports, seeing stats for the first time for a quarterback or a basketball player. You know, they were 15 for 20 shots or throws and that was considered really really good if you're shooting baskets and you shoot 20 times and you hit 15 it's like oh my god that's exceptional and i'm like three out of four is good like that's a 75 percent that's a c that's not good or a nine and seven team now nine and eight makes the playoffs i was like what's that that's like a batting average is impressive at 300 so you're getting hit once every three times what But it is. It is. Those are good numbers. It's getting by. So if your grade on a cruise ship is 67%, whatever that is, um, yeah, it's a D. But that D stands for we'll have you back again. There's no D in that phrase. We'll have you back. There's not one D in the phrase, we'll have you back again. But that 67% is like, yeah, good. Uh, So it's all relative, right? It's all relative. Substitute teaching, LA Unified south central first day telling the administrator at the end of the day she gives you your ticket or whatever you you clock out kind of hey i didn't get through the curriculum it was my first day i'm such a i'm such a pansy i'm such a pansy you know and i'm like we didn't get through the curriculum like i i, I don't you know and she's like curriculum shit she's like did anybody shoot anyone and i'm like no what and she's like we'll see you next time I mean, she's she's like, curriculum, this boy taught in curriculum. And um, I was like, oh, okay, if that's the bar, which it it was, it's like just keep them from, you know, wherever, right? So Central, East LA, the Valley, I taught in all that. Taught. Taught? You kidding me? I monitored. I was working the yard. I was keeping kids from, you know, just beating the hell out of each other. The toughest fight I ever saw was a 7th grade boy, 8th grade girl. Little Mexican boy seventh grader black girl eighth grade and she wailed on him and he stood there and he wailed back and i was like i can't fault this kid like he's kind of losing to a girl but kind of not like she is wailing and he's taking it and returning blows and an administrator runs in and they're like you're supposed to stop this i'm like this is the best fight i've ever seen i can't stop this i sell tickets guys let's fundraise uh she was crying afterwards even though she'd kind of come out on top but I think it was something brewing from a, and I'm just like, get me to 2:30, please, and get me out of here. Um, but my God, they were going at it. That was South Central, and I'll tell you, I'll say this: you teach in a black neighborhood, and, you, and there's one Mexican kid in the class. He's the most well-behaved kid. Just like he just wants the day going by smooth, man. And, uh, you teach, uh, in a Mexican neighborhood and it's the only black kid in the class. He want it's the same. He's like, man, get me the hell out of here. Um, and then you have a Jewish or Asian kid and they're like, yep, that's the same in all those neighborhoods. It's like, let's just get to two thirty. And I'm like, I'm right there with you. Let's just smooth operator. Um, so anyway, tiptoeing. Yeah. So anyway, Francis told me it'll get easier. The cruise ships don't tiptoe with them was her words. Give it to them. They want the edgy more than you think. Hmm. We'll see. Who am I trying to protect? I think I'm trying to keep this pure world from my mom. I think my siblings, her siblings, my dad. I think we've all tried to keep like the world in her eyes pure, and so and we bust our asses and we bend over backwards, and you know, and she doesn't fly, so we're driving her to places. And some of that is enabling, which isn't healthy. Um, but it's this impossible to achieve saintly image, trying to cater to her so that her ears don't hear anything harmful. Uh, which is hilarious since my dad said some of the most outrageous things ever uttered by a human being in the history of human existence uh and my mom's relatives aren't as tiptoey around i always found like visiting them i could be a little edgier than i can with her so um she's really unique even in her own family it's not like all her siblings are that but saintly is a tough image to keep up uh excuse me i'm coming off something i just it was a quick turnaround it's like a sore throat friday night drainage saturday uh saturday night sunday and today i wish my dad could have gotten old enough to take care of him a little bit uh where are we okay cool two-thirds away uh i wish my dad because he died at 59 that was about 15 years ago uh you know, I, and I don't need, like, wheelchairs and cleaning up an elderly body, especially one pushing three bills. But growing old and seeing a softer side of him, there was a little of that, you know. Uh, he went out at 59. He was just pushing hard, just the pace. He just didn't slow down and stop and adjust and listen to his body. But I wish he could have gotten older and taken it easy, and you help him out a little bit and kind of seen things. But, man, he was like, uh, I don't know. He, he was like... Uh, kind of an NFL guy that's just going to go hard and get CTE and just go, when it's my time, it's my time. But I'm not, you know, I'm not one that's going to be the the wise old type that lives to 90. Uh, Going back to Toledo and seeing my dad's friends from childhood is such a trip because they have these memories from the 50s and 60s, and it totally lines up with who he was even years after we left Toledo and Michigan. And they're like, oh, yeah, that was Jerry at age nine. And I'm like, dude, that was him at 59. It's crazy, man. So you have those memories, which is good. And it's weird that friends from his world, like that never knew each other or didn't really uh, socialize then, they're now like golfing buddies. I don't know if they're bonding over my dad or if they just eventually came around and ran into each other enough over the years. But that's how I am too when I see some old friends from here. I'm like, you guys are friends now? I was trying to get you guys together back in 85, man, or 87. What is this podcast about? What What is this even about? I don't know. Okay, what is my stand-up about? Does it need to be about anything? Can't be in your head too much, too frozen. Paralysis by analysis. A quarterback in his head too much is dead in the water, just like a comic. Just write, just go. I had a dream last night. I was in a helicopter with Conan O'Brien, and we were talking about late-night talk show circuit And I was trying to cheer him up. That's weird. He's doing just fine. Thank you. Um, Fundraising coming up this week for my high school. Fun. Challenging. Really challenging. A lot of rejection. But whatever. If you're behind the product or service, then it's not sales or whatever. Whatever the negative connotation is. Because you're like, take it or leave Not take it or leave it. But here it is. This is the best we can do. If you want in, great. Don't want to waste your time. Um... Do I want to massage how how much time do you want to dwell with someone in massage and stuff? And you don't wanna you don't wanna over ask multiple times. People get uh, they get asked for favors or whatever. You don't wanna do that. Football's oh, okay, so football's over, Super Bowl's over, there there'll be a long silence for someone like me. I love football. Uh, regular season NBA to me could not be more boring. I enjoy the playoffs, but it just takes so long to get there. Football regular season is fantastic. Uh, I think the NBA is so many divas. I think part of that is because naturally, just to be in the NBA, you have to be six, you know, six four minimum, six six. So that eliminates a lot of tough dudes, and on height alone, you can get into the league, and I think that allows for some diva action. These players getting traded all the time. I'm embarrassed for grown men who are top athletes and multimillionaires uh, with kind of some of their antiques. And they've been babied since the sixth grade, fifth grade, a lot of them. Several of them come from tough communities, tough homes. I know that, the streets. Um, but you can't just take it from that into babying mode. Um, whatever, the personal preference all the trading and complaining. These guys are on three to four teams, and it's like, how old are you, right? You need a new toy every week? Every team has some uniform that involves every different color, and you can't even tell who you're watching. Uh, I do hope it's Warriors-Celtics again, um, because there's something I can root for, something I can root against. Uh, Be cool. I'd be rooting for the Warriors in that one. I hope they can squeeze in one or two more. Um, But, you know, you admire the Celtics. Um, and then the Lakers are just all over the freaking place. And I do not even know the Clippers are still in L.A. It's like, get back to San Diego. What are you doing? What are you doing? And Brooklyn's trying to be too hip. And now it's everyone's leaving again. Uh, I do still like college basketball. Uh, we're right around the corner from March Madness. I enjoy that even though Coach K is gone. You know I just really liked him I didn't mind Duke winning titles. I do like Tom Izzo of mSU what what, what am I doing now I'm at, now it's a basketball podcast. Super Bowl is great. I've talked about that enough why am I I just really like a good game I want a fair fight that's how much I like football that might like I think I'm the ultimate football fan because I want a good matchup I want a good clean fight and um I want what's best for the sport I want it honored um it's like how Brody Stevens was with baseball, right? He loved the Dodgers, eight one eight for life. He was known by the Dodgers guys. I had dinner with Joe Torre's family last week, um, but he loved the game. He, you know, he and I talked Mariano Rivera being the best closer in baseball history. I'd claim, I'd argue against it, or just put up. <coughs> I'd say, consider this: um, he never had to pitch against the Yankees. Uh, And he'd say, hey, preseason in practice. I was like, that's not the same. He felt it was. Um, But he never had to face that Yankee team, you know, in October, November. You know, a tight game at the end, which was loaded. So was he? Or was he on the best team? Hmm, something. right in. Call. right in or call. Uh, Happy for Andy Reid. Happy for KC. Great food. Great music. Get there. Negro Baseball Museums in KC. Check it out. I have a great joke about that. Pat Happy from Holmes, great guy. Uh, <clears throat> now I can probably turn, like, next time he faces one of my – like, if the Lions make it two to three years from now to the Super Bowl and they're going for their third or fourth, KC is, then I can really hate him. Then then I won't be a fan of the game. I'll be a fan of the Lions. Uh, but I like that Dan Campbell. And I like the Lions unis coes now – okay. But it's good, Mahomes, KC, they've got their second because we don't have to keep dragging that out. You know, only one – Super Bowl, that whole narrative, through their careers. When LeBron finally won, it was like, good, then we we can move on from this. And then he won multiple, and it was like, okay, and now still it's not enough. He lived up to the hype. LeBron did. I still don't think he's the uh, competitor. This sounds awful and biased from an old man, but I've seen both play, both generations. And I just don't think like – The Bird, Magic, uh, Jordan, Jordan especially. Uh, I just don't... The Assassin that is in all three of those guys. And Kobe had that as well. I just... I don't know that LeBron, you know... um, I think those old school guys would have done anything they could. Like, you wouldn't have lost Shaq. Like, Kobe, Shaq got separated. Bird, Magic, Johnson, Bird, and, and... And, sorry, and Jordan... Those three would be like no, we're keeping Shaq. There's egos will just have to be dealt with because they want more titles. (coughs) Um. Anyway, fascinating. Um. I have Peyton Manning. Oh, when Peyton Manning finally won a first and then a second, it's like good he can retire with two. Uh, What an interesting triangle the Manning brothers have with Tom Brady. Isn't that, yeah, because Tom Brady kind of had Peyton's number, even though Peyton won some big ones against the Patriots from two different organizations. Peyton Peyton Manning went to four Super Bowls with four different coaches. Like, that's incredible. Um, Tom Brady did play with Belichick and an incredible defense and thing around him, so... Uh, there's some stats, but each one, the Peyton Manning and uh, Eli Manning and Tom Brady, each one had the other one's number. They're all so weirdly interconnected, right? The Giants beat the Patriots twice. Um, the Patriots used to beat uh, Peyton, and then Peyton is the kind of seen as the better quarterback than his brother. And they used to beat, uh, he used to beat his little brother. So whatever, they're doing all just fine. But it'd be fun uh, as retirement. Um, is in full swing now for all three of them uh, to have them have a talk. What are you talking about? You know, multimillionaires talk about their lives. Okay, where are we? This is almost over. Thank God for you. <coughs> um, I can run this run some of this stuff to the next week and i think i will um yeah let's push this stuff to the next week because because i'll need that we're at 29 yeah we are okay um thanks for listening uh this is patrick keen i don't have any upcoming shows i'm going on a ship next saturday um flying from here to dallas to miami american airlines already got my seats i'm going more middle seat now not middle Aisle. I'm going more aisle nowadays because I don't sleep on planes anyway. And then I can go bathroom multiple times and the turbulence isn't as bad. I can kind of have my leg and arm out in that aisle. Um, I'm getting better seats with more miles I take. I get more choices. Don't have to pay for better seats. Checking a bag more and more. Sending it through. And so it's a little, that's helping. I do, I think I'm going to listen to a podcast about turbulence or read a book and I don't know, maybe even take a flying lesson just to know where, when I should panic and when I shouldn't. It still makes no effing sense to me flying. I'm just like, we're in this thing in the air. Like this is, there's just the margin for error, man. Um, and it makes perfect sense. If if you study aerodynamic aerodynamics, aeronautical engineering, Yes, you have lift, you have force, you have ter- you have uh, velocity. You have all these things. It makes perfect sense. It's aerodynamic, uh, the speed and strength of your vessel that is indestructible to an extent. Um, traveling at this speed, at this angle. Lift, right? Molecules separating and then reconnecting at a different place in time, creating lift. Thrust, all these things so uh yeah aisle seats more now which is great having a ball wasn't sleeping anyway can get up don't mind getting up for other people um <coughs> and the turbulence isn't as bad when you're kind of centered there because uh, i wasn't sleeping anyway and then i can get i can come on late my, my bag is tucked away i got my little bag and i can be the last one on that plane pop it or just put it under the seat and I'm in there. I don't know why we can't load and unload from the front and back. We can easily do that, you airlines, you airports, and make it more efficient. After a long trip, we're cramming all those people through one exit. Come on, man. People can be cold for 10 seconds as they get off. All right, Load in first class last Let them show up half hour before the flight Instead of an hour So that we don't have to walk by people in first class Trying to get them a cocktail while we're trying to sit down If you're in first class, you're like, cool, I can show up late Just little things that can make it so much easier There's just so much clogged shit Alright, um, so yeah, unless you're on the uh, The Princess Regal, I believe Which was uh, on the same ship I was on a few weeks ago in In and around Mexico Then you're not going to see me i don't have any oh wait i think i have a show coming up this friday in uh, lake forest somewhere friday night francis DiLorenzo lorenzo has that that's that the 24th i don't know uh but i'll post about that this friday lake forest california then the cruise ships and then uh god it'll be march when i get back ash wednesday in two days flies all right thanks for listening hopefully it kills some time for you and uh Just a weird thing, right? Just a weird guy talking into a microphone in his apartment. Keen on Things podcast. Keen of comedy on all social media platforms. We'll see you next time.